Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. I'd like to start today's sermon off with a prayer. Lord, thank you for everything you've done for us, for coming down and dying on the cross for us, though we did not deserve it, and for loving us, though we do not deserve your love, and for continuing to love us, even though we continue to sin against you, Lord. I ask you to please help me on my walk through life, to help me to stop from stumbling and falling, and help me, Lord, that if I do stumble and fall, that you are there and that you pick me up and help me keep going and get through life, Lord, without stumbling and falling too many times or stumbling and falling too far and getting too far away from you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, today I want to discuss the topics of free will and predestination. To properly understand what free will is, we're going to be reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 3. Which part? All of it. Why? So that we can have a better understanding of free will and what happens when you misuse it. It's going to take a wee while, but I think it's worth it. So please turn with me to the third chapter of the entirety of the Bible, Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, He hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the field of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And I said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldst not eat? And the man said, The woman who thou gavest me to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Upon the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, uh, um, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it in all the days of thy life. Thorns 
also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee and thou shalt eat the herb of the field in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground for out of it was thou taken for dust thou art and unto dust shalt thou return and adam called his wife's name eve because she was the mother of all living unto adam also and to his wife did the lord god make coats of skins and clothe them and the lord said behold the man is become as one of us to know god and evil and now lest he be put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever therefore the lord god had sent him forth from the garden of eden to till the ground from whence he was taken so he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life so there you have it that's the book of genesis chapter three it is in my opinion one of the most misunderstood passages in all of scripture a lot of people seem to have a lot of different opinions about the passage some people say that it is a, an example of God's cruelty or a story of God's cruelty, for example. They compare the story to God, uh, sorry, of God uh, putting the tree of knowledge of good and evil into the garden to, say, uh, that of a dog owner who puts food before his pet and gets upset when the pet eats. This, however, is nowhere near the truth. To properly understand the story, Imagine you were in a vast, privately owned forest. Now imagine the owner of the forest came up to you and said, Hey, you can eat uh, of the fruit of any tree in here, except one. That one over there. You leave that one alone and we'll have no problems. Just don't touch it. That's the only rule in here. Anything else goes. Now imagine that you went up to that tree and ate from it. Of all the trees in the forest, you chose the one you knew full well you weren't allowed to eat from. Would the owner of the forest be considered cruel for kicking you out after that? Or would you think that his decision was perfectly justified? Any reasonable person would surely agree that if you invite a guest onto your property and give them one easy-to-follow rule, only to watch them break that rule, you would not be in the wrong for kicking them out. That is what happened in the Garden of Eden. Something else that a lot of people don't realise is that this story isn't just about the fall of man. It's about the fall of every man. We're given rules by God, but because of our own nature and the influence of Satan, we break those rules, and thus we must suffer the, the consequences. Just as the serpent suffered the consequences, just as Eve suffered the consequences, just as Adam suffered the consequences. People wonder why the world is so messed up at the moment. If this one sin was enough to ruin the connection between heaven and earth that existed in Eden, imagine the effect that billions of sins uh, would have, right? Now imagine if it was billions of sins happening consistently every day. That is the world we live in at the moment. Book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 59, verse 2. But your iniquities have separated um, between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear sin separates us from God but then why does he allow it love God allows it for love love is a choice to be able to choose to love uh, you must be able to choose not to love 
otherwise it's not a choice and therefore not true love. There is also uh, the fact that without free will we would all be nothing more than mindless robots or automatons forced to live out the will of God without being able to deviate for even a single second. No choice, no thought, just action. A perfect, sinless hell. Now let's have a wee look at predestination. This is basically the idea that God has preordained everything that will ever happen. Basically, he is in full control. He decides what you will and won't do. He even decides who gets to go to heaven. In my opinion, the idea of a predestination is completely and utterly incompatible with the idea of a truly loving God. The idea that if you were not preordained to go to heaven, well then, tough luck. I guess that Jesus just didn't care about you. He didn't die for you. You are going to spend your eternity in hell because you are not one of the lucky few that God decided to let into heaven and there's nothing you can do about it. God has ensured your damnation since before you were born according to this. Now, judging by the way I have spoken about both topics, you might think that I think that the concept of free will is absolutely correct and that the concept of predestination is absolutely incorrect. And you'd be right, sort of. You see, what I believe is this. Your actions are your own. You choose to do them. They are no one else's fault nor responsibility. The consequences of your actions are consequences that you and you alone are purely responsible for. However, God knows what you're going to do. He doesn't preordain it or decide for you. He just knows. God is an all-knowing being who exists outside of time. He knows everything you've done. He knows everything you will do. And yes, he knows whether or not you're going to hell or heaven. But surely that means it's somehow his fault that all of these things happen, right? Wrong. The best way I've ever heard it described is this. Imagine you're sat at home watching a football match and while you're watching you are recording it and let's say you're studying the match and everything that happens every little kick every little turn you're studying you're memorizing every time someone scores a goal you memorize the exact second that it happened you memorize the player who did it all of this stuff and let's say you spend so long doing this and the entire match is just ingrained into your mind let's say you go back you rewind you start again whatever you start again and you start watching it all the way through you already know exactly what's going to happen. You don't make it happen. There's a difference between knowing in advance and being the cause of. So that's really all I've got uh, to say about that. I know this was a much shorter one than usual, but there's no point in padding it out. I've said what needs to be said. I've preached the truth. I don't need to pad it out in order to fill some imaginary time slot just so it looks better so we'll end off with a prayer and then i have an announcement but after the prayer you can go because that'll be the end of the sermon really i just want to make this quick announcement so lord thank you for everything you've done for us we're sacrificed on the cross for the family and friends you give us for the food and water and shelter and warmth and clothes on our back that you allow us to have lord and for allowing us free will to be able to choose lord 
and for helping us and guiding us in our choices and help, uh, helping us and guiding us to make better choices and more righteous choices. I ask you to please help me and anyone else um, who's listening and anyone who needs your help, Lord, which is everyone, uh, to ask you to help them with their choices, to make more righteous choices, to make better choices, to stumble less and to fall less. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, as for this little announcement, basically, uh, you can go now if you don't want to hear this, but basically the, the future of the podcast is going to remain basically the exact same. So we're going to have the sermon set up and all that stuff. But I want to start a new series where I basically bring on guests. It's not going to be anything big or fancy. It's going to be pretty much anyone who wants to come on. And the idea is it's going to be like a two-part little thing. First is going to be a conversation about life in general and God and Jesus and about testimonies and their testimony and what they think and so on and so forth. And then the second part is going to be Almost like a debate. I don't want to say debate because it's not going to be heated. It's not going to be too argumentative. It's literally going to be picking a topic we disagree on and chatting about it. Like, for example, if I bring a Catholic on, we might chat about our disagreement about Mary. And, you know, was she sinless or not? It won't be this big, you know, like to go with the memes, this big Ben Shapiro versus liberal debate or whatever. So it'd literally just be a nice friendly chat about something we happen to disagree on and sort of why we disagree on it and what our reasons are and so on and so forth um uh, if you're interested in that then let me know there's ways of contacting me if you want to go on to tiktok and direct message me or instagram or uh anything like that or on my discord um i'm not sure if you can direct message on tiktok unless you're friends with someone but i know you can on or i'm pretty sure you can on instagram um not too sure about discord i think you can so and i'm the faith channel and all those things and also if you don't like the session with that but you do want to come on so let's say you just want to have a chat you don't want to do the We'll call it a debate, even though it, it like it's still it's more of a, it's like a debate chat. But if you just want to do the chat without the debate, that's fine. Let me know. Or if you just want to skip the chat and go straight to the debate, that's also fine. Uh, let me know if you want to be on and do that. So I'm accepting. Like I, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't have to be some, you know, big person off of like the internet or some influence or something like that. Literally, if you feel like you want to come on and share your testimony and chat and so on and so forth, then let me know and we'll get to talking and we'll see. But that's really all i got to say for today. Thank you for listening to this announcement and God bless.